Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. We're going to start our, our television program started up last, uh, in, the, the series ended today, this morning, and then we're going to start another one up in about six weeks, and I'm uh, giving my, uh, the uh, videographer some, some, some uh, a break, because uh, everybody likes to sit and hear the word, everybody needs us to be able to sit and hear the word and enjoy the word, you know, so I thank God for him and his work, let's give him a hand clap, let's give him a hand clap, it's work, give him a hand clap, y'all can do better than that. If God gives y'all, if God gives you the strength, if God gives you the strength to put food in your mouth and money in your pocket, for God's sake, give God some praise and for his workers, because everybody don't want to work for God. Alright, we're gonna deal with something here today. Let's go to Matthew, the 13th chapter. Verse 10 through 13, and then I'm going to read verse 20 and 21. We're going to deal with it. I'm going to dissect this as it goes. When you get there, say amen. I'll be back. Y'all ready to roll? Yes. All right, let's rock. And the disciples came and said unto him, Why speakest thou unto them in parables? Okay? They were talking about the great multitude. Okay? And verse 11 said, He answered and said unto him, to them, talking to his disciples. Because it is given unto you, talking to the disciples now, because it is given unto you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them, that great multitude, it is not given. So you see, it is given to us, not only to have the mysteries of the kingdom, but this word here says it was given to us to know the mysteries of the kingdom. That's a big difference between having something and knowing something. Here's where understanding comes in. In all your getting, get wisdom, but, I mean, the wisdom is the principal thing, but in all your getting, you need to get some understanding. Now, how do you get the understanding? How do, how do you know what the mysteries of the kingdom has to say? You possess them, but how do you know? Well, they got to be talked to that's what Jesus was doing to his disciples. You've got to have a teacher to give it to you, you know? So, here it is, to them, it is given, it is not given to them to know. Don't mean that they don't have it, but it's not given to them to know. See, we carry around the kingdom of God in us, but a lot of us don't know what we carry around. So we're always living defeated lives because we don't know what we carry around. Amen? Am I right about it? So, so here's the word. The word of God says, for whosoever, look at verse 12. For whosoever hath, hath what? Hath the knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom. Not those that have the mysteries of the kingdom, because all of us got that. The kingdom of God is within. And wherever the kingdom is, Luke 17, 21, it states it. So wherever the kingdom is, you know, the mysteries are too. And so is the king there. But, the Bible says that, and whosoever hath, hath what? The knowledge of the mysteries of the kingdom. See, you've got to have the knowledge of the mysteries. To him shall be what? Given. Everybody see that word given? Yes. And he shall have more what? And, am I talking to a bunch of dead folk up in here? Let me read this again. Is, is everybody alive this morning? Yes. Okay, I thought I 
I thought I was in the wrong house because I serve the God of the living. I don't serve the God of the dead. I can't hear nobody. Am I preaching to the graveyard or am I preaching to the congregation? Amen? Amen. You got to wake them up. You got to wake them up. You know, because we come in burning down, quiet, you know what I'm saying, preoccupied. And I got to break you through all this. We got to get through all this. We'll understand by and by. See, God want to get your attention because what God want to do is God want to give you some help this morning. How many of us need some help this morning? Amen. Well, open your mouth. You have not because you ask not. That's word, right? That's what the word say. That ain't what I say. And then when we ask, we ask the miss, right? That's what we do, right? So if we don't have, you can't get mad at your brother or sister. You got to get mad at yourself because first of all, you didn't ask. And second of all, when you ask, you ask for the wrong reason. So we might well get the record straight because that's the only thing that's going to straighten us. The full gospel of Jesus Christ. The goodness and the severity. So, here's the word, and the word of God says that for whosoever hath, talk about this knowledge of the mystery of the kingdom, to him shall be given, and he shall have more abundance. That's why some people just keep on getting, they keep on getting, God just keep on getting them more. And they, but watch this other one here. But whosoever hath not, look at it. Whosoever hath not the knowledge, they got the mysteries, but they don't have the knowledge of what to do with them. You understand what I'm saying? Whosoever hath not the knowledge, for him shall be taken away, even that which he has. Jesus. I bet that'll wake us up now, won't it? Because we don't like having stuff taken from us. So you do well to hear this word this morning, because all I'm doing right now is just setting the stage. We're going to get deep here in a minute. We ain't going first grade. We're going to get deep here in a minute about this thing now. The title of this message is When Wisdom Comes. See, certain things happen when wisdom comes. Verse 13 says, Therefore I speak to them in parables. Them. Because they see in, they see not. And hearing, they hear not. Neither do they understand. You see, a lot of times, people are sitting right among us who they see, but they don't see. They hear, but they don't hear. Because their hearts ain't right. Your heart got to be right. Now I feel a goodness in this church Amen. today, this morning. I do. I feel that the people want to hear what God got to say. I feel that the people want to be blessed. You know, I feel this. I believe I'm right in accordance to the Spirit. So let's look over here in verse 20 and 21 and watch what happens. Because we got to understand some things here. Now, if we were suffering before we came to church this morning, if some things attacked us, some things attacked me before I got here this morning, am I the only one? I bet you I'm not. I bet you I'm not. Whether you're honest or not, I bet you some things tried to get in the way of what God wanted you to do this morning. But it's called pressing on. That's what it's called. Pressing on. See, the lady had an issue of blood. That meant that she had an issue with the blood. And that blood couldn't get straight until she touched the hem of Jesus' gun. But here's the thing. She had to press her way through the crowd. See, you got to press your way sometimes to get here to the house of the Lord. You know what I'm saying? Or the devil and self, because the self and devil, they ain't cahoots with each other. It'll, it'll just let you get laid right there. And you'll say, oh, what's the use? Well, what's the use is your eternal life. That's what the use is. 
But if you ain't got no vision where the people, where there is no vision, what happens? The people perish. That's what the word of God says. Okay? So, let's go to verse 20 and 21. Now, it said, but he that receiveth the seed into stony places. See, what happened here is we're talking about the parable of the sower. Now, we're the sower, and the sower soweth the word, Mark 4, 14 says. So, if we're sowing that word, we got to make sure that not only our heart is prepared right, but the people, it's up to the people that their hearts be prepared right, prepared right too. Because look here, the Bible says here that, but he that receiveth the seed, the word, in a stony place, you know how your heart gets hard sometimes, you don't want to hear nothing. The same is he that, look what he do, he hear the word, and anon with joy received it. See, a lot of times we hear the word, especially when a preacher going to tell you that you're to get blessed with some money, then we get all happy. I can't get no amen, can I? <laughs> See old Ryan preacher come up in here, and just tell you anything, and you believe. And we live like hell, some of us. I've been there, I've been there. We might, we might well be honest, right? So we live like hell, but we believe that we can live like hell, God forbid, and still be blessed by God. God forbid. God forbid. Just because we got grace, does sin abound? God forbid. Right? So we hear that word, and we receive it with joy. Because we know it's the truth. But look at verse 21. Yet had he not root in himself. Well, you ain't got no root in anything happened. But this is what he do. He do it for a while. You ever known anybody that started out doing good, but then all of a sudden they just fizzle out? Wipe that. No more passion for God, no more strength for God. You look around, first they were the first in the front. Now you see an easing back. And when you see an easing back, that's a sick sheep. That's how, you, <laughs> that's how you tell if a, sick, a sheep is sick. Well, they used to sit on the front row. They start sitting behind them. Further, further, further. And where they used to be the first sick sheep. And then where they used to be the first one coming in, they'd be the last one coming in. And then they come in. And then what happens? So, so the word of God says, for this is what they do. They endure for a little while. And when, look what happens here now. Pay close attention. For when tribulation or persecution arise because of the what? Word. What brought the tribulation and the persecution? Word. The word. So anytime you hear the word of God, you can bet hell's coming to Come meet on. you. Come on. Hey, hey. You can bet that. But see, you ain't equipped because you didn't let the word get deep down in you far enough. So you heard the word, and it was a good word, and you say, man, it was a good word. But when you find here, and the devil begin to smack us in the face, then we forget about the word that we heard. It, it becomes nullified in our life. And then what happens is, is that persecution and tribulation arise because of the word, and by and by, that same word that he was rejoicing in, now he's been, or she is being offended by. The same word. 
The same word that you were jumping up and screaming and hollering about and shouting. Now, that same word will challenge you to see if you who you say you are. That's what it has to do. It has to challenge you. So, it said, I'm just telling you what the word says, not what theologians say. I'm talking about what this word here says. We go by the word and nothing else but the word. When tribulation or persecution arise because of the word, by and by, he is offended. Now go to Hebrews 10, 32. I'm still setting the stage. Still setting the stage. Hebrews 10, 32. Tell me when you get that, please. Amen. Oh, boy, I like it like that. I like it like that. See, that's why we do what we do. Well, we'll know what's in the Bible. Well, we can flip and find out. Because some people have been going to church 50 years and still don't know where the book of Hebrews is. You know, the Hebrew, what's that? Been going 50 years, listening to a preacher, whoop and holler, and spit all over the place. <laughs> Are you there? Amen. Verse 32 says, but call to remembrance, uh-huh. See, God wants us to remember some things. The former days, uh-huh, in which, look at that word, after. Y'all see that word, after? After ye were illuminated. We're talking about knowing the mysteries of the kingdom of God. That means that you've got a revelation on it. You've got an illumination. You've got some insight on this thing now. See, after ye were illuminated, after you were saved, after you were sanctified, after you were filled with the Holy Ghost, Afterwards, you begin to receive the revelation of God. Look what happened. Ye endured a what kind of fight? Great fight of affliction. Still talking about that. After you got that word in you, great affliction begins to come. come so let me tell you something, church. Right now, this thing that we're in called Christianity, if you ain't ready to go to battle, you ain't ready to meet Jesus on good terms. You ain't hear me now. Amen. You ain't hear me. I said, if you ain't ready to handle that great battle that's coming at you because of the word as you grow in Christ, and you, you know how Christians do, they run scared. Every time something, oh, they go to trembling. And you're looking for some real soldiers, and you look around and old weak knee. Then fell off the way. What you gonna do with that? Where your soldiers at? Hello. You're fighting the war. Come on. But your soldiers laying in bed somewhere, cowering. When they're supposed to be out here on the battlefield, which we're supposed to be up in there getting instruction, learning what God has to tell us. Am I right, man? Come on. He said he has made us soldiers of Christ. And we ought to endure the hardness. But see, we so caught up on set. So with tribulation and persecution, because we don't understand it, see? Because you see why we don't understand it? We think it's all about us. It ain't about you. It ain't never been about you. It ain't going to never be about you. It's about Jesus and his mission in you. I'm going to preach it like it is now. I'm going to give it to you like it is. Now, what you do with it, that's up to you. But I don't play church. The Bible says, after ye were illuminated, you didn't do it, a great fight of affliction. Turn to uh, uh, 1 Peter 4, verse 12 and 13. 
Talking about this great fight, fight of affliction. First Peter. First Peter 4, verse 12 and 13. Please say amen when y'all get there. Alright, this is what he's telling us to do. These are instructions of the word of God. Not mine, but of the word of God. When these things come upon us, these trials and these tribulations, when they come upon us, look what he said. See, because this is what be knocking us off. He said, beloved, talk about us. Think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you. Don't think that it's something strange happening to you. If you're receiving the word, tribulation and persecution is going to come. That's what God's word just said. So he's telling us now, when it comes, don't think strange about it concerning this fiery trial, which is to try you as much as some strange thing is happening to you. But here's what he says for us to do. He says, but rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. So you listen, church. The greater the affliction, the greater the joy. When he's revealed in his glory. Did you hear that? Yes. Think it not strange. The greater you can handle the suffering. The greater you can handle the tribulation. The greater that you can handle all the backbiting and all the slander. And all the incredible things that you have to go through when you're trying to run this race. Then that thing, when Jesus shows up. And he glorifies us. When we see him as he is. And when we become just like him. First John 3 verse 1 through 3 tells us. Mm -hmm. Then we will, the same way we knew the depths of the suffering. We will also know the exceeding joy. Amen. You see, we get into the, 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 the kingdom of God through suffering, Amen. through persecution. See, a lot of us don't like that word. We like that feel-good message. Amen. But that's not accurate. See, we've got to teach you what thus saith the Lord. Because God knows what it is that he's coming back for. Amen. And you've got to be tried and tested. See, you ain't a Christian just because somebody lay their hands on you and so you saved. Think about where's he be. These signs shall follow those that believe. Certain things follow you. Say what word? Certain things follow you. Healing. Speaking in a new tongue. Not an unknown tongue, but a new tongue. Where you would cuss somebody else. Now you're saying bless you. That's a new tongue. That's not an unknown tongue. That's a new tongue. You'll speak in new tongues. And you'll drink up poison. And serpents will bite you. In other words, there'll be some things, sin will come in your life that won't be able to harm you. You know what I'm saying? See, there are certain things that will follow you. In order for something to follow you, that means you got to be stepping. If you standing still, it's going to get past you. Don't let your blessing get past you. Y'all hear me, church? Don't let your blessing get past you. So, the Word of God tells us that we'll be 
exceedingly glad or with exceedingly joy when he is revealed in us. Now, let's get down to the root of the matter. Let's go to Matthew, the second chapter. And we're going to deal with verse 1 through 12. And this is not, I repeat, not a Christmas message. So please, spare me. This is the word of God, okay? Are you there? Amen. The word of the Lord tells us about how now, Jesus, you see that word now? Any word that say now? What now mean? Now. I can't hear Right now. Right now. Right now. Now, Jesus was what? Who is Jesus? The power and wisdom of God, right? Power of God. As far as 1 Corinthians uh, 124 says. So we don't need to be looking at Jesus no more as a man, okay? Get that out your head and go spiritual, okay? When you hear Jesus, you think about God's power. Because that's what it is. Read the book. 1 Corinthians. 124. You say Jesus, you think power. If you think anything besides power, you think it wrong. That's why Paul said, oh, that I might know him. And the power, not the resurrection, but the power of his resurrection. See, resurrection ain't going to do you no good if you don't know the power of it, right? He said, I need to know the power. Philippians 3.10, read it. Read what he I need to know the power. And not only do I need to know the power of the resurrection, because that's the only thing going to resurrect me. Me knowing the power that resurrected him. And then I got to know also enter into the fellowship of his suffering. We're talking about that suffering again now. Yeah. So you can't get out of this thing without suffering. If you, if you think that you can get out of this without suffering and get to him, you got the wrong doctrine. Somebody teaching you wrong. Because that ain't what's in that book that we read in this morning. Because I just showed you that. So throw that, throw that good, feel good doctrine out of there and get, what, get with the real deal so that you can really feel good. Because how do you know after you get pruned, then fruit begins to develop? Amen. See, God got to cut some stuff off of us in order for more fruit to grow, right? And a lot of us don't want to get pruned. But that's where the suffering is. That's where the that's where the suffering and the tribulations come in. It's a pruning time. And when the pruning come? In the winter time. In your nighttime season, right? When you're going through. Come on. It's simple. Spiritually it is. Spiritually it is. But when you get to cutting on us, it ain't no fun, is it? Huh? They're going to be a graveyard again. They won't talk. <laughs> Now, when Jesus was born, hmm, he's talking about the power of God being born somewhere. Where was he born? Bethlehem of Judah, which is the house of bread in praise. Now, this is the house. This is the house. And this is where we praise God, right? Amen. Now, where was this power born? In, in us. While we praising him. While we giving praise to him. You know, and reading this word and accepting this word. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, mm -hmm. now, in the days of 
Herod the king. Here's what we got, church. Before you were saved, Herod ruled in all of our lives, right? Herod means having a form of godliness, but denying the power of that earth. Same thing in Timothy. They got a form of godliness, but they deny the power of their earth. So, that's what we were doing before we got saved, right? Come on, y'all. We were living like hell. Let me just be explicit again. I can't get nobody to talk to me up in here. Who am I talking to? Am I talking to a lot of people or what? Did not we live like hell and some of us still do? Amen? Amen. Jesus. God wants us to confess to him our wrong. We want to fall out of mind. Well, you can be bad. That's how you speak this stuff off you. It's a confess your thoughts among one another so that you might be healed. That's God's word. God wants us to open our mouth and tell the truth about our insanity. Come on. And stop acting like we ain't nothing going on in our lives that don't need to be straightened up. Every one of us. Our righteousness ain't nothing but filthy rags according to the word of God. So we might as well get real. I don't like that. That self-righteous stuff. See, that's that spirit that the church puts on. See, God want to do something to help you. God want to do something to help you. But see, the problem is, we don't like facing ourselves. Amen. That's what the problem is. We like playing church and hiding like we all let. But if walls could talk. I better get back up here before I get beat up. <laughs> get on back up here before I get jumped on. Because, see, see, yeah. So, so, so God is trying to help us. He really is. And, and we need to sit back and laugh at how God is revealing himself to us and how he's revealing us to us. See, once we learn to laugh at our silly self, then we can get some help from God. But God can't help us as long as we feel it. I don't do no sin. I'm saved and I don't sin. You saved and you're going straight to hell because you're calling God a lie. You say you don't sin. Amen. Why? Boy, that's a... Boy, that's blasted. <laughs> so, King Herod, a form of godliness, 2 Timothy 3, 5, said they got a form of godliness, but they deny the power of their And that's, that's what we were doing before Jesus was born. Come on. Jesus is born right in the midst of where that false religion is. Jesus is born right in the midst of where that false praise is. Come on. Jesus is born right in the midst where our infidelity is, right in the midst of where that sin is. That's where the power of God is born. Mm. And once it's born, it's born in the days of when you have a form of godliness, but you're denying the power of the earth, the king. But when Jesus is born, look what happens when wisdom comes. When Jesus is born, there came wise men. Now, wise men coming, wisdom coming too, right? <laughs> Where did it come from? The east to Jerusalem. East means within. So, whatever's going on, wherever wisdom going to come from, it's going to come from within. The east. And it's going to come to a place of peace. Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem is the city of peace. So look what happened. Now, Ezekiel tells us, in Ezekiel 36, verse 26, tells us that God said, I'm going to put not only a new heart in them, 
but I'm going to put a new spirit in them. See, that's what happens when the spirit of God is born in you. It'll put a new heart in you, and it'll put a new spirit in you also. It'll take out that heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh so that God's word, see, that heart of flesh is like that good ground where God's word, when it hits on you, it can get down in there and get down in there deep enough, not like the stony ground. Yes. But when it's down in there deep, see, it don't make no difference what you're going through, see. It's, it's, in, it's down in there deep, and it takes root, and it helps us. So God's Word says in 2 Timothy 1, 7 that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of love, power, and a sound mind when Jesus is born in us. Amen. God's power takes effect in our life. Mm -hmm. Now, this is what happens. Verse 2 says, where is he? They came saying, these wise men came saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? There's a question being asked, because wisdom is seeking his power, okay? Mm -hmm. When the power is born in you, wisdom automatically coming. I'll show you something good about the, the, knowing the mysteries of the kingdom, because right here at the end, God is going to show you something about wisdom that's going to be there, it's going to catch you, and if nothing else, catch you today and stay with you this week. This week, I promise you that. And I'll let you know when we hear it. Saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east, and we come to worship him. Now, when the power of God is born in you, when Jesus is born, guess what happens? Wisdom comes to worship that power. Did you hear that? That's good. I say it's automatic. That's good. When the power of God not the power of the church, but the power of God. You know what I'm saying? Because the power of the church may be in a man, but the power of God is in his kingdom. Now, when, when, when God, and I know some of y'all don't know the difference between the kingdom and, and the church, but it's a big difference. Our, our, our sanctuary collectively and individually is the church. You know. But the kingdom is inside of us. And God wants us to get into the kingdom. Yeah. See, 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 the church is the road that leads us to the kingdom. But here's the problem. The, 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 the people in the congregation around the world have stopped at the road and never walked it and entered into the kingdom where the road or the church was leading. See, the church was always wanted. It was designed to lead you into the kingdom. But we stopped at the church, forgot about the kingdom. So now all we do now is play church in our denomination. It, it doesn't make sense? Amen. It makes sense, don't it? Mm -hmm. so hey, look. Time winding down. Somebody got to tell the truth. Amen. Time winding down. You got to quit having this, you know, this goody two-shoe stuff. Time winding down. It's going to be a minute where the suit lines and everything else, man. It's going to be, look here. It's already there. It's already there. There's some things coming down the pipe, I keep telling you. I told y'all a while ago, less than two months ago, that I saw this tidal wave. And those that was in the boat, they were protected. That thing was shooting, man. Next thing I know, they were riding and all around the world, even here in America. Yeah. Yeah. Holding hands. That's that tsunami that we was talking about that the Lord was showing us. And now they're doing it all around the world. Yeah. They're doing it. And I remember standing here when they were doing it over in Greece and Syria and all that, I say, soon it'll be in a theater near you. Did I not? Mm -hmm. 
God has spoken to us and told us about what's going on. Now, he done told us to put up in store, but as soon as we get a dollar, we run and spend it. But God done already told us to put up in store. He told us that two years ago. He done already told us. He said, look, I'm going to take care of it in 2012. Y'all remember y'all old, old hands? 2012. He said it. After that, if you ain't done what you're supposed to do and saved up the corn and all of that, Joseph, then a whole lot of people are going to be in trouble. But it ain't going to be my fault. Because I told him. I did what God told me to do. And I followed the advice that I gave Okay? Because we got to learn to follow the advice that we give to others. So I'm telling you, you better start putting stuff up. You better start trying to save some money. You better stop trying to buy these younger, these $100 sneakers. Tell them to get a job if that's what they want and go to Walmart. Now, if I can wear 20 and $25 sneakers and I ain't got no problem with it and I can pretty well buy anything that I want and that's not being facetious or anything, that's just fact. But the fact of the matter is, I got sense with it. Come on now. You gotta have sense with it. Cause something is always trying to take your money out your pocket and get it in there. That's how the rich get richer. Jesus Christ. Come on, come on. So you can't get mad when somebody else follows the instructions and doing good. You can't get mad at that, people. You gotta, you gotta follow suit. And stop following people that ain't going nowhere in life. Come on. Stop listening to people like that. Jesus. Stop listening to people like that. And start listening to people that's going somewhere in life. Everybody go through something. But it's the ones that know how to go through and still, as Mike said this morning, Pastor Rocket, still be on their coast. Them the ones you want to follow. Because them the ones that's trying to fight this fight for Christ. That's right. Amen. So he says that we have seen his star. That word star means being able to pierce the spiritual realm. See, that's what happens when the spirit of God, when the power of God is released in you, you are able, wisdom is able to, 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 to pierce itself through the spiritual realm because now that power has ignited itself and now wisdom is able to see further in you than it was when you was caught in sin. Does that make sense? Yes, sir. Come on. So it causes wisdom here to want to go and worship that power. See, that's what wisdom would do. And when King Herod had heard, see, that's that religious form. That's that anything go. When he heard these things, he was troubled. And all Jerusalem with him. You know. Well, who gave you the authority? You ain't under our denomination. So who gave you the authority to do what you do? They asked Jesus that. And they'll ask you that too. Well, God is the one that has chosen that ordained us. God did according to the word. Not your denominations. You understand? Yes. Not that. But God, that's what God's word said. So you see, you got to know what's in the word or they'll trick you. You'll be tricked. 
And you'll be running this way and that way, and you'll be leaning this way and leaning that way, and you won't know where you are. See, it troubled King Herod. And it troubled all of Jerusalem because with King Herod ruling, with that form of godliness ruling in our life, see, what we think is peace is really hell in our life, do we not? Come on. See, they won't come. Come on. And when he had gathered all the chief priests, well, and when he had gathered all the chief priests and the scribes and the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. See, what he's doing is he's trying to get. He's trying to get to God's people to knock them off. Yeah. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you before you get going. Look at verse 7. Then Herod, then is a conjunction. Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise man. Y'all see what he did? Mm -hmm. This is what religion will do to you. Religion is sneaky. Then what did he do? Religion will privately come to you and it'll whisper in your ear. You don't need to be afraid. You need to be on your own. You know what I'm saying? That's what, that's what, the, that's what that false brother will do. I'm sure you buy them. I'm sure what they do. This is what wisdom will do. Wisdom, I, I, I mean, this is what them, them, them false brethren will do. They'll come privately to you and speak to you when you're down and out and you're thinking about things that have hurt you in the past, and, 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 and it'll come to you and it'll talk to you and say, you know, what's the use? I might as well go ahead on and not be a virtuous woman no more. You know what I'm saying? That's what that thing will do to you. See, see, that's what it'll do to you. It'll tell you, you know you. That's what it'll do. That's exactly what that demon will do. But this is what God's word says. God's word says here, then Herod, that's that old religion, that old form of godliness, but denying the power that us. See, it don't want you to be free in the Lord. Amen. See, it don't want you to understand what's here in the word. It wants you to go through it. But Jesus said, no man come to the Father except by me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. Amen. But religion wants you to still go through it in order to get to the Father. Now, what it'll do is, it, it, then Herod, when he had privately, look what he did, he called the wise men. See, he tried to capture them and inquired them diligently that what time the star appeared. I want you to go to Galatians 2, verse 4 through 5. Galatians. Book Galatians. About, now, remember that word privately, how Herod came privately. Remember how he came privately now? So we got to take a look at that. Galatians 2. Galatians 2, verses 4 and 5. Are we there? Yes. We're talking about this. We're talking about, see, Herod was a false brother. He, he tried to make like he was in the wise man's corner. He tried to make like that he wanted to go and worship Jesus, didn't he? That's what he was, but he was a lot. See, it's a whole bunch of people that have come in the church that's really a false brother, and they're not coming for the right reason. Look what this word says here. This is what the word of God says here. 
He said in uh, Galatians 2, verse 4 and 5, look at verse 4, and that because of what kind of brethren? False brethren, that's heresy. Unwack, see, brought in. See, you got to be a whack. Who came, how did he come? Privately. That same way Herod called them wise men. Privately, didn't he? Same way. To spy out our liberty, which we have in Christ Jesus. See, that they might bring us into religion again, but that they might bring us into denominations again. Bondage. 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 The same thing. Pharisees. It's the same thing, church. Don't you see it? Amen. There ain't no difference. Sex. S-E-C-T, y'all. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> Sex. S-E-C-T. Different one. Set up. Everyone got their own doctor. They pull something out of here and make up another doctor. That's true. Instead of just going by what God's word said. Come on, come on. And leaving that stuff alone. But what do we do? We mess it up. We mess it up. Now, we're pointing fingers, this and right, that and wrong, this and right. Why don't you just go with what's in the book? The Bible says that they came in to bring us back into bondage. But look at verse 5. It's telling us what to do. To whom we gave place by subjection, no, not for an hour. In other words, we didn't pay them no mind. That the truth of the gospel might do what? Continue with you. You see, this is what happens. When Herod is able to pull us and try to privately counsel us to try to find out where our power has been birthed at so that it can go and worship us, but really what it's wanting to do is want to kill us. In other words, there are things in the world that still want to kill us. There are things in the world that still want us to go and touch it so that we will perish spiritually. Yeah. That's him. And that's, that's his job. He works with Satan. So, the Bible tells us that we, didn't, we want to continue in the truth of God. We want to continue in the freedom of God. So, how do we do that? By not paying none of that mess, no attention, and going with what this word says. If anybody, the Bible says, if any man bring any other gospel to you, let that man be a curse. Don't even eat with him. Don't even mess with him. Don't, I don't want to hear it. You got too many of them out here now trying to bring in the Islamic and everything else, all inclusive, and saying, oh, it's all right. No, it is not all right. Because the word of God said that it ain't all right. It said, don't do that. Don't bring in them heathenistic religion. Wow. That's what he said. Now, I don't care nothing about what's living in America. We'll all be going to hell right here in America, too, if we don't straighten up. Well, yeah, all America will be right down there in hell with a stamp called America. This is America's congregation in hell. Mm -hmm. <laughs> all because we trying to bring politics, that's what we were talking about the other day, bringing politics in the pulpit, we don't do that. Only thing come from this pulpit is the word of God. This pulpit is not designed for politicians. To me, the way I feel about a politician is a politician just like baby diapers. They got to be changed often. <laughs> Very often. So you vote one in, you vote one out. You change one diaper, you change another. Half hour later. 
First and love it, then it gets distinctive. And you got to change it. Am I right about it? Amen. Now, we're going to be real up in here. We always have been. Ain't nothing going to change. Well, I, can't, I mean, I don't want to go to hell because I didn't tell y'all the truth. And you better not either. And you either, Michael Rocker. <laughs> None of the rest of y'all ministers up in here. When you preach it, preach it right. You tell it. Amen. And whosoever will, let him come. Amen. We weren't about that. That's right. Be in hell with him. <laughs> Verse 8 said, And he sent them to Bethlehem, the house of bread, and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when ye have found him, bring me word of him. See, trying to trick him. That I may come and worship him. If you want to worship Jesus, you want to kill him. And when they had heard the king, they departed, and lo, the star. Is it still piercing that heavenly ground? Which they saw in the east. Got to see it from within, people. Went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. How many of you know that wisdom will lead you where you need to be with God? Well, I like that. How I many of you know that now? Wisdom will lead you where you need to be with God if you let it. Not the wisdom of the world, but the wisdom from upon high. Ah, let me, get, let me get something here now. And when they saw the star, they rejoiced with it. They rejoiced with exceeding great joy because, you see, once you enter into the spirit realm and you start receiving revelations about like what I'm preaching to give you, then it, it will make you rejoice that God will think enough of you to give you such revelation to go about. So here we go. And when they were coming to the house, this is the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down. This is what wisdom did. They fell down and worshipped him. Now, you got to understand something here. In this house, there is a Mary that gives birth to Jesus. Mary is the one that rebels against religion. The only way that the power of God can be revealed in you and born in you is that you've got to reveal, you got to rebel against the mainstream and go with what God said. Amen. Because if you're stuck with the mainstream religion, you ain't gonna get the young first rate. They're gonna keep you there. It's designed to keep you there. So that you'll be under them. But God wants you up high with him. Amen. He wants you sitting in heavenly places, seated in heavenly places in Christ with him. That's what God wants. Amen. God don't want the preacher to keep you under. See, the preacher here trying to get you up so that the preacher can be helped. Amen? Amen. Because one preacher can't do it all. That's right. So it behooves me and you and you and you and you and, and you, friend. It behooves us to always be trying to make people better today than they were yesterday and give them a future for tomorrow. And the only way that you can give people a future for tomorrow is tell them the truth. Amen. You got to tell them the truth. You got to tell them the truth. But here we go. Verse 11, middle way. And when they, you see that? And when they had opened their what? Hold up. Their treasures. Y'all see that? Everybody need to be on cue here. Because God can speak to you about something. And when they had opened, who opened them? The wise men. So wisdom has treasures with it, right? Well, y'all ain't me. Wisdom has treasures with it, people. 
we got to get joyous about this thing. You see what I'm saying? We got to get some joy for this thing. You got to strive. You got to reach for this thing, people. You got to come out that church thing when you just see you, you, you got to get joyous because God loves yeah. it when we're joyous. God want to see us swaying and moving and want to eat this word. God don't want us sitting here like a bunch of frogs on a wall, not understanding what God is saying. God said when wisdom came, it opened up his closet. That means when wisdom comes to seek out the power of God in you, that brings treasures with it. Yes. Now, how many of y'all want treasures? Amen. Amen. Y'all gonna work on old man to death just to get a rise out of it. <laughs> <laughs> Help you right. Help me. Boy, that demon was too much of him working hard this morning, Sister Brent. Try to keep the beat. God, Woo-wee. but he's a liar. That's right. Yeah, he's a liar. Thanking devil, what he here? Look, look at this word treasure. I want you to understand something. Second Corinthians four seven says that we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We got it in here, y'all. This is the earthen vessel, okay? Second Corinthians four seven. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel. Now, when wisdom comes, it's gonna open it up. Amen. You still don't get it, but anyway. When it opened it up. Now, it said the excellence of the power. Power's birth. The excellence of the power is of God and not of us. Don't get the big head. Don't get the big head. It ain't about you. It ain't about me. It's about the power of God working in me. Because wisdom is seeking it out. And when wisdom ain't seeking me, wisdom's seeking that power. It just so happens that the power loves me. But wisdom loves that power. And wisdom wants to release what it got in it. Those treasures. It wants to release it into the power, which the power wants to release it into you. Do it make sense? Yeah. All right, all right. We're getting somewhere now. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Boy, y'all work. Oh. All right. All right. Well, all right. Now, the treasures. They presented unto him what? Yes. Gifts. See, that's what wisdom will do. Wisdom will seek out that power that's inside of you and it'll open its treasure box and give you gifts. Because anything that Christ is given, Christ gives to us. He's given us all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. That's the book. Ephesians. Alright. Now, the word of God goes on and it says in Matthew 13, 52. Look at here. Now, he's talking about the house. Look at 1352. Don't you see this? Now remember now the house, this is the house. This is the house of God right here. Everything that's going on is going on inside of this right here. If you can't connect with what's going on inside of you right here, you're missing it. Okay? We have to understand. What this is. Always that. Look what the word of God said. Are we there? Look what the word of God said. Then said he unto them. Well, first in 51, he asked questions. Jesus said unto them, Have you understood all these things? I'm going to ask you something. Have you understood? Yes. Yes. Can I ask you the same thing? 
The man asked the red letter, have you understood all these things that God's trying to tell you up in his mouth? Have you? Well, anyway, just catch what you can. All right, here we go. Okay. Now, look at verse 52. It says, then he said unto them, they said, yeah, Lord. And then he said unto them, therefore, mm -hmm, every scribe, that means every person who knows how to go in this word and dissect it, exegete this word, which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven. See, you've got to be instructed. You've got to have a knowledge. Somebody has to instruct you. All right? Every strike which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is like. Now, we talk about gift. You know, you know why I didn't give gift? It said, is like unto a man that is a what? Householder. Householder. Don't we hold this house? Ain't we household? Yes. All right. Which bringeth out of his what? Treasure. There it is. Out of his house he bringeth forth his treasure, both new and old. In other words, you can bring new revelation of treasures, and you can bring old ancient knowledge, the old coin, old parched coin, the ancient wisdom of God. See, you can go in, and you can just about go into the spirit realm and get whatever kind of knowledge you need to bring out and give to the Amen. people, Amen. if they're able to handle it. Amen. Amen. See, you got to be able to, and, and, and it ain't how long you've been doing it, but it's how available you are Amen. as to what you can hear and understand and receive. It ain't how long you've been doing this. It's how available you are to it. How available you are to the revelations of God. If you can take it like a little child, God will give you more. Amen. But if you got to sit there and rationalize everything, like some of us do, we, you know, we got a rational word. You know, we don't understand faith by faith. You know, we got to have rationale to it. You know, the big bang theory. You know, Amen. like I can't just believe God did it. The big bang. You know, yeah, but who made the big bang? You know, go a little further. They'll never go there. They just say big bang. Yeah, it's a big bang. All right, gonna be another one too. <laughs> <laughs> So the word of God tells us, and the word of God goes on, and it shows us that every man that is a householder, yes. which bringeth forth out of his treasure things new and things old. Now let's go back over here, because we're just about wrapping it up, just about finished. Let's go back over here to Matthew 2, verse 11. Are we there? Yes. All right. First of all, I want us to hold there, and I want us to look at Deuteronomy 8.18, Old Testament. Deuteronomy 8.18. Give me about five minutes. We're done. Deuteronomy 8 at the most. 8.18. Are we there? Amen. All right, we're talking about the gifts, we're talking about the treasure, we're talking about the wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God. See, you got to remember him, okay? Deuteronomy 8.18. Need everybody to see it. Is everybody there? Amen. All right, this is what Deuteronomy tells us. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he, it is he, it is he that giveth thee power to get what? It is God that gives us the power to get wealth, okay? He says you need to remember this. So that when God does begin to bless you, don't be like a lot of other people. Turn away from God. 
They forget about it. I mean, you'd be surprised how many people walk away. You know, God takes a chance of gambling every time he blesses us. And he said, you, you need to remember now. You need, you need to remember God. You need to remember the Lord, thy God, and that is he that gives you the power to get well. Now, let's deal with these three gifts. Three is the resurrection, okay? So we read Matthew, second chapter, verse 11, at the end. Verse 11. Are we back there? Yes. Okay. We know that wisdom opens up the treasure and presents it to the power that's in it before God, Jesus Christ, the birth, okay? And they presented unto him gifts. We know that. One of the gifts was gold. Those gifts represent sacrifices. One of those gifts was gold. Gold means purity of spirit. That was the first gift that was given. Jesus Christ is pure in the spirit. Okay? How many of y'all know that's a treasure? Purity is a treasure that has great value to it. The next thing that was given was frankincense. Frankincense represents the purity of the soul. Frankincense is an incense, a smell. It's a sweet smell. Now, what they did was they burnt the incense in the altar of incense, right before the Holy of Holies. And what this does is, the incense represents the love of God, the frankincense. And what it does is, once it's lit, it gives off a sweet flavor to God, a sweet smell. You see, once we exercise our love in God, our soul gives off a sweet smell to God. The loving one another is like putting the torch to incense and causing it to bring forth a sweet smell to God. Doing the opposite of loving one another burns a stench in God's nostril. Okay? I hear you. And then there is the third gift, which is the merit. Myrrh represents the pureness of the flesh. Jesus was sinless. Okay? Yet though he was tempted by every sin, but he was still sinless. He didn't cater to it. He didn't go in for that. Not Jesus. So we got these three gifts. We've got gold, purity of the spirit. Jesus was pure in the spirit. We got frankincense, purity of the soul, because his soul ran with pure. That's why the spirit... The fullness of the God, Godhead dwelled in him, the Christ. And then the uh, pureness of the flesh was the myrrh. That was the gift of myrrh because he was pure in spirit. And look, I mean in the flesh. And verse 12 says, well, let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians 7 1. 2 Corinthians 7 1 says this. This is what it says. It says that we might cleanse ourselves of both filth out of the flesh and the spirit. That means that we've got some filthiness not only in our flesh, but in our spirit too. Go to the book, second, I mean, first, second Corinthians 7 1. And tell me if your books say the same thing. Second Corinthians 7, verse 1. Y'all books say the same thing? Don't it talk about the cleansing of the flesh, the filthiness out of the flesh and out of the spirit? And that what it said? Only Jesus can do that. Because what wisdom has done, see, every time Jesus is born inside of somebody, what happens is wisdom comes and opens his avenue of pureness of the spirit, 
pureness of the soul and pureness of the flesh. It opens up those gifts. In other words, we can do it, y'all. Amen. Amen. We can good. do it. We can do it. Because wisdom seeks out that power that's in us. It seeks it out. But you see, we can't just sit around thinking that God's going to do it for us. No, we're co-laborers with God. There's something that we have to do. After we receive the word, then we got to get the word in the word. And, I, and, and I'm thankful for the congregation because the team are workers. I'm proud of them. I know Pastor Mike and, and Pastor Wright and the other ministers of the house, Brenda and Minister Marcellette and Reverend Harris. I know all of the ministers are hard work. I know that all of us are proud of you guys, all of you, because you know you're workers. You're workers. Everybody is, is working their part. And, and that's what the body does. It supplies one joint to the other. Now I hope and pray that y'all have been able to receive something from the teachings today. Some of the things were tough. Some of the things were, 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 were revelatory. But that's what we do here. You know, we give out revelation knowledge, you know. And, 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 and we'll, because you need all kinds. That's why you got the fivefold ministry. That's why you got so many pastors in the house and so many ministers in the house. Because there's a thing called a fivefold ministry. And it's made for the education of the church and the building up of the saints, for the work of the ministry. That's what it's for. Until we all come into the full knowledge of the statue of Jesus Christ in God, okay? Or God in Jesus Christ. That's what it's for. So you see, everybody has a plug-in. Everybody does. See, if you're just building the top all the time and you ain't got the foundation right, then you're going to go wrong. If you just stay on the foundation all the time and you don't build nothing else on it, you're going to go wrong. If you're just building the walls, you know, and that's all you're building on the foundation, you're going to go wrong. So you got to plug in. you got to plug in. And when you're building a house, we're construction here. Anytime you're building a house, the plumber don't worry about what the electrician doing. The electrician don't care about what the, the, the janitor doing. Everybody know that part? Everybody doing what they're doing? They got one thing in mind, one mind. And that is to get the house built, right? Yeah. Right? All you got to do is look at a construction site. A construction site got better sense than most churches. Because church folk fight against each other. They do. Church folk will. Church folk will fight against each other. They do. They really do. You know, because they don't see that we're fighting against spiritual warfare. They think we're fighting each other. See, they see the flesh. Well, see, it's really a spiritual thing, you know. And that's why the Bible says, don't know no man about the flesh. No about the spirit. Amen? Amen. Let's give God some praise. Y'all give him some of the